Greetings. Salutations. I'm Francis. And I'm Olivia. Welcome to the Podcast Diaries, where two friends rant and rave about young adult fantasy novels they take way too seriously. So, <clears throat> Olivia and I both are struggling today. <laughs> Half dead. For, both for different reasons. And, and as we were just discussing, Olivia actually is the one that deserves sympathy. I was just drinking until 4 a.m. Olivia just woke up in pain because <laughs> as a uterus-bearing person, it hurts, it hurts sometimes. It hurts, love hurts. <laughs> but you, you deserve some sympathy. You're trying to, you know, really enjoy that last few months of your 20s. You turn 30 this year, don't you? Oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> Revel in your 29ness. The last like 20 days of my 20s. Yeah. What? what? That's amazing. I didn't mind turning 30. I actually really enjoyed it. I'm like, I felt really good about it. But for some reason, I'm turning 31 this year and I'm just like, oh God. Oh, it feels a little <laughs> more real. Yeah, it feels really, really real. And like the more that clothing changes, the older I feel. Like the fact that we're being threatened with low rise. Oh change. my God, and I swear to I, you. I'm just like, I, I feel so old. And I just, I can't, I won't, I won't ever go back. Mm -mm. Okay? No. I accept your fucking, like, fanny packs being brought back and overalls and jellies or whatever. Fine. Do what you want. But low-rise jeans are an abomination. Do not put me in, do not threaten me with low-rise jeans. Don't oh, fucking no. do it. I, mm-mm, no. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. I've lived through that. Okay? I've already fucking because done it. Photo proof of people looking terrible in low-rise jeans. And terrible. Like, Celebrities. And Never it's more. like the thing of um, your butt crack always, always, always out. I like my butt fully covered. You know what I mean? I don't think that's a controversial statement to make should just be the podcast we should do a little side podcast get jordan to come on and we'll just all three just talk about nonsense this is not nonsense <laughs> <laughs> this is real true life here real true life but yes i'm not i'm not in as good a place hitting 31 as i was hitting 30 and it's just like a real shock to me i didn't think I would have an issue, and then I was like, oh my god, I'm going to be 31. What is happening? That's really I funny. Like I'm still 24, you know? Oh my god, yeah. Sometimes, like, how am I allowed to be an adult? How? Who said that? Who said I could? Yeah, it's like all of a sudden I woke up, and I was like, I have a real job, I pay bills, I have benefits, and I'm like, fucking, I no longer know, like, current music as well oh my god don't even get me started on that or anything and i'm just like oh my god all of a sudden i went from like this bright shiny 24 year old to a 31 year old just like struggling to live <laughs> but also don't you feel too like i mean i don't know this is maybe because i'm a little judgy but i always <laughs> feel whenever i meet someone who's my age and is trying to keep up with current fashion trends Ugh that they're a little like clearly they're really immature yeah like no, I'm and i'm not saying like and not like jordan like because jordan loves a fanny pack 
and I can't fault her for that. It's fine. My older sister loves a fanny pack. Like, fine. But Jordan's not, like, wearing, like, Instagram outfits, you know? She yeah. has she has she has the fanny pack for utility purposes. Yes. Because she's a woman <laughs> on the move. <laughs> no. Like, yes, please. This is helpful. Yeah. Utility purposes. Love that. Love that. <laughs> she's a woman on the move. Um yes. and speaking of women on the move. What what perfect transition? <laughs> I didn't even plan I did not plan that, y'all. I didn't plan it <laughs> even for a second. Um, we have this whole conversation scripted. Just yeah, right. Like I'm almost certain I'm still drunk right now, so def- definitely didn't plan that. Um, <laughs> I hope we are. Let's jump in. Let's do this. Alana begins her first adventure as a knight in the deserts to in southern Tortal. It has two things Alana loves: its distance from John, and it is warm. She quickly falls in with the Basir tribe known as the Bloody Hawk. Through many trials, Alana becomes a member of the tribe, becomes a shaman of the tribe, and tries desperately to get the tribe to treat women the way they treat their men. Bam, you guys, y'all aren't gonna know how many times it took me to say that. That's a secret. That's a secret. That's a secret between me and Olivia. For sure. In editing, Francis. <laughs> um, but this book ends like literally what is it? It's like two weeks after the last one. It's right after. So it's not, we don't have any time jump in this other than like, whatever. Um, but, but we do have Alana with Corman, Corum, I mean, and, um, they're headed to Tyra and they are just kind of making their way. It's not like, it's like a big rush. They don't really have any plans. It's just, yeah, kind of like meandering yeah they're just kind of like doing what they want when they want I think aren't don't they when we when we meet them they are like taking a bath in like a pool like a pool in the forest and Coram's like yeah and Coram is being very like uptight about like decorum um and of course Alana's like whatever (laughs) um but it's really um but it's a really fun intro because pretty immediately we we get enough we get a a, a team of bandits um or a group of bandits a team imagine they have a secret handshake <laughs> maybe they be a team maybe they, they have could. like matching outfits or something oh yeah know? they might really what's the difference between a group and a team uniforms. some sort of like yeah uniforms. binding agent yeah, yeah. maybe they Flag. That would make that. I would call group of pirates a team. Of pirates, sure. You know? so, Have you watched Our Flag Means Death? I started it um, when I was going to when Chris and I were going flying to Portugal. We started it and we never finished it. So, <laughs> but it was funny. The first few episodes I saw were funny. I need to watch it. I haven't watched it yet. I liked That's, it. Yeah, I but again. I don't know that. I know that I don't judge that. That happens all the time. And there's so much to consume. Like, it's not like you don't care. I put, I I live my life rewatching TV shows. Literally. I'm not a great, great content. I think I'm about to rewatch the West Wing again. Uh, Where is that? HBO Max. HBO Max. Love. I rewatched The Closer on HBO Max, like religiously now. It's one of my top rewatches, like Buffy. Oh, nice. I have yeah. never watched The Closer. 
Oh my God, Kira Sedgwick. I know I love her. Yeah, she's incredible. A dream. She's yeah. amazing in it. And it's just, it's such a good show. And you, we should stop so you can go watch it. You know what, guys? Listen, we're going to, we'll be right back in just a minute. I'm going to go watch all of the closer. <laughs> Seven seasons. All of it right now. Oh, that was amazing. That was amazing. Amazing. You're welcome. Thank you You're so much for the suggestion. Um, I appreciate you. And, and we're back. We're back. Two weeks later. <laughs> Two weeks later. <laughs> <laughs> um, but while fighting, um, this felt like a very, um, Harry Potter Hedwig moment to me. Um, the, where, when, with, with lightning. Oh. So lightning is broken during this altercation. Okay, and, I understand. Yes. and it felt like very, cause it's, I mean, obviously, you know, it's, it's devastating and it's like, but it's, it's not like, you know, Hedwig wasn't a person, Hedwig, Hedwig was there truly as like a random moral support character, but it was just like, it was, yeah. it's the, the thing, it's the thing, like, it's the thing that Harry has constantly when he's in the I'm muggle sorry. world to remind him of magic. This was Alana's first like piece of knighthood and like yeah. armor and like and it's just it's really sad and it breaks off right at the hilt she and, lost her blanket, like for real yeah and it's 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 no bueno but um but a group of bazir approach and basically save the day because alana and quorum although holding their own were struggling um yeah and basically like not even it seems like there wasn't much of a choice uh that alana and quorum no. have to go with them yeah oh we should say during the fight with the hillmen or bandits or whatever um they one of them had this like wild looking sword with a crystal hilt that glowed with orange magic orange magic i don't know why alana knows orange is roger well but this now she I has an excuse now she has an excuse though because she's like he's fucking dead i killed him i know that no, can't but be him even if you're dead your magic is still that color but i don't think she knows like she doesn't because she's not like a scholar so like even though she's it's a, it's a it is a frustrating like again she's not putting this fucking together yeah. she has a slight excuse on this one in my brain because like because he's fucking dead you just encountered <laughs> we just like, went through this been a flag, like oh roger had something to do with this sword like oh where i'm done like an antenna flirt or something like oh it takes her so long yeah and there's this like crazy um like symbol on the hilt too and yeah. she's like not about it basically they leave the sword there they cover it up with with sand they kick dirt on it and they're like this is staying here this is evil um and the the person who actually tells alana to do this is halef chief yeah i would say halef okay and he Halif. is halif halif Sif. halif Sif. And he is the, like, he's the head person, the head man of mm -hmm. the Bloody Hawk tribe. And um, they have heard of her. They've, uh, they've heard of Alana. Her reputation precedes Wild. her as, uh, and one of the warriors recognize her from the defeat of the Nameless Ones because he was the um, guard gateman who yeah. she and John had bribed to stay silent um, when they went to defeat the Nameless Ones. 
it was so cute. It was so cute. And he immediately is like, because of him. Yeah. He's like, Oh my God, I remember you. And it really helps with her because, um, cause he, she immediately has an ally. Yes. Which is great. Um, and the Bazir have a really strict code, um, and Cora and Alana cannot like literally can't refuse to, to, uh, the invitation to spend the night. And, um, unfortunately when they get there, not everyone's, everyone's a little like standoffish. They're not like outright rude, but then one person in particular is like outright, like she's a fucking witch. <laughs> and that is the shaman, the tribe shaman. And his yeah. name is Akana and Nazir. I think you got those backwards. Um, oh, is it Ibn Nazir Akana? Uh, that's a real possibility no. oh no no you were right you were right i'm so sorry this is this is what i get for second guessing you it's 100 <laughs> correct i have no idea how to say that okay i'm gonna i think we can just call him nazir can we call him nazir okay cool is yeah. everyone cool with that if okay good love that thank you everyone for your support um <laughs> also you have no choice also you have no choice like alana and Coram, you have no choice but to accept this invitation of nazir um <laughs> So there's a lot of setup here just to kind of get us in the space of where. Oh, wait. Yes. Before we get there, Please. I had a couple of comments. Um, while, when the Vizier come to save Alana, she does have a vision um, about like some pillar in the sky and fire or something like that. She has, she always has these like really random visions yeah. and they always connect to some like it never connects to the main story. Mm -hmm. No, it's always so like, yeah. Like see what it will be. Yes. Um, There's a I lot of visions in this one. And then also I love when she is being pointed out as one of the people who defeated the nameless ones. And uh, I think Nazir is like, no, she can't be. Everybody knows that the people who defeated them rode into the sky in a chariot of fire. I'm just like, it's only been a few years. Right. There's already this wild story out there that's like being given these fantastical elements. And I loved, I loved it. Of course. Also, the nameless ones gave me real Voldemort, he, he who shall not be named vibes. Yeah. Yeah. Right? And we don't get a lot of like, backstory on why they were are were Nine. so feared um so it is like yeah it's very Voldemort vibes but like without the follow-through <laughs> which isn't bad like no I mean that's not it's not their story so like I'm not yeah. no complaints because in they're not the main villains so like it's just it's just like everyone fucking is scared of them and we're not going to explain why <laughs> um but yeah no that's it's it's really fun it's a lot of build-up and, and yeah it is really funny how it just in just a few years there's already like there's no way two kids did that <laughs> yeah <laughs> I don't Except care what they said been attributed to these like superheroes yeah um but while we get in there while we get into the bloody hawk tribe like and get the kind of setup there's it's very like um old school and I guess there there is the same in in like the the city there and like in Tortell as a whole there is the still like the um decorum we'll say like where men and women unless they're married yeah. don't like sleep in the same room or bed or whatever 
Um, and it's the same here where Alana is given a tent separate from quorum. And it's it's truly it's because, you know, like men and women, they're not married. They don't sleep together. Yeah. Um, even though, you know, of course, we know on the <laughs> on the road, <laughs> they pick two, you know, what are they going to do? Pick two different like groves to sleep in. Like, no, they're sleeping yeah. like next to each other, next to a fire for safety and warmth. Um, yeah. But there are some young people sent to serve to serve Alana. Um, we have Ishik, which I think is supposed to be like Isaac but like kind of the name that's how I was feeling when I was trying okay. to figure out how to say it um Corium Corim yeah. Corim sorry Corim but Corim it's hard and Kara yeah yeah that one's an easy for us. yeah but okay so in this in this time where we have the kids come in and serve I, they're supposed to be like young teenagers right yeah like that's the vibe oh, I was getting. I couldn't figure out how old. I felt like Graham and Kara were supposed to be like young teens post puberty. Yes. I think they're like 14, 15. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Ishik, Ishak, Ishik, I'm gonna whatever. Um, not whatever, that's rude, but it's not a real person, so it's okay. <laughs> um I think he's supposed to be younger. Yeah. That's the vibe I kept getting from him. Do we feel like he's like 13 or do we think he's an immature 16? What do you think? I truly don't know. Okay. I would say he's the youngest of the three. I'll 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 totally support you on that. Okay. (laughs) Because I don't think we're told, correct? We're told about how old the girls are because Alana questions later why they haven't gotten married. Mm -hmm. Because by in the in the Bazir culture, I guess most women marry after they've hit puberty yeah. at like 12, 13. So it's and it's weird, weird that they haven't. Yeah. But I don't think they ever say a reference anything about Ishik's age. Right? I don't think so. Yeah. I mean, let's, I, I, my guess is I, I like, I think he's like 13. That seems right. Um, let us know if you think differently. Yeah. Let us know. Let us know. (laughs) Um, but we find out a little bit like a background of the vizier. They're very traditional people with, um, with a leader and a shaman. Those are two separate entities within the tribe dynamic. Um, and they fear magic, even though the shamans, have magic or maybe they practice magic like I think because it seems like um Nazir kind of just lucked into this role as shaman he was he's not he didn't like he's not qualified he just like kind of was there yeah um and they they don't like the king they're very not into it um and they stick to their old customs in order to survive um alana must adhere to these customs and it's you know thus far not very big deal she's like all right cool whatever we're here i'll do whatever whatever i don't care um but she won't Um, cover her face yeah yeah in the afterward tamora references the fact that she did use pieces of she was really clear about these are not supposed to be representative of any one culture, but she did use pieces of Bedouin and Muslim culture to kind of um, sprinkle in. So uh, I kind of use that as my guide yeah. on kind of like the societal, cultural 
um, parameters, if you will. And I mean, speaking as, you know, a white woman here, I, it didn't feel, um, it didn't feel like Chronicles of Narnia where it's decidedly like racist. It felt pretty like pretty even ground, just like, this is just different culture and like, we're in it. Like, it's not bad. It's just different. And like, there are things that Alana doesn't agree with, like the way that some of the women are treated and represented, but we get, and we'll get more expansion on that later. And like, she comes to find that like, there are different roles in within the society and it's maybe not as oppressive as she thinks it looks on the surface. Mm-hmm. Um, and there is face coverings, which that's just, you know, that's different religions do different things. That's really not, I don't know. I mean, yeah, I don't think that I can't judge anyone. Right. Not for me to say. Right. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Um, but one of the, I know, right. One of the things that they do is I, I guess it's, it's their religion and they have, um, they have, they meet every night by a fire and they have a moment of the voice. And the voice is like this, basically like it's a human who has the ability to be basically omnipotent with people's omniscient omniscient because omnipotent is all powerful omniscient (laughs) thank you sick (laughs) thank you (laughs) (laughs) no thank you thank you that's perfect (laughs) um but the way that they do this is like they're it they sit in a circle um in the by a in front of a fire and they basically like talk into a fire. I have a quote. I have a quote for it to try to explain this. Okay. So this is, um, Halef explaining this to her. There are two voices in our tribe. One speaks for the, um, acceptance. Oh, I'm sorry. Hang on. Let me go backward. This is an explanation of something else. So (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to cut that out. So they meet every night with the voice and it's, it's very ceremonial. It's very cool. And it's, it's just basically a way to like, keep together. Yeah, it's like yeah. a place for all to connect. And I don't even think they speak verbally. No, they don't. It's all mental. Yeah. It's all, yeah. And the voice is someone who can like literally inhabit the mind or emotions of all of the people, not just of a tribe, but all the Bazir people. And he kind of holds it in himself mm-hmm. and has an awareness of like past. And then. I guess we'll get to it later, but he has just this really wide awareness of what's going on. And it's like a way to keep everybody centered and together, even though they're all in separate tribes. Yes. Yeah. And I found it really interesting. It's, I really liked that she added this piece. Yeah. It's really, it's really beautiful. It's really nice. Um, and, and yeah. we will, we'll expand on it later because the voice ends up coming to this tribe and we will meet we will meet them surprise we're not gonna tell you it is yet (laughs) um but when alana joins the circle there's a a vote to decide kind of what will happen to her and quorum essentially and if they will be allowed to stay and um and halif uh explains kind of this process he says uh there are two voices in our tribe one speaks for the acceptance of the intruders saying they are a sacred one and the servant of a sacred one 
I wonder how Coram felt about that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Deserving honor at our hands. Um, one calls for their deaths, saying they are servants of the king of the north and that women must not act as men. But our custom, by our custom, the strangers must hear each voice and answer. So it has always been. Before others speak, I will say what I must say. Um, and basically he, he stands up, he stands up for her and he says they should be allowed to stay and he yeah. likes her and, um, you know, it's all good. And oh gosh, I'm looking, I'm sorry. I'm looking at my book. I can't remember if it's not, is it Nazir that says that they shouldn't stay? Cause there's yeah, he's okay. a pretty big proponent of straight up killing her. Yeah. He like immediately, he's like, we got, yeah. she's got to go. But it basically is like, she's possessed. She's possessed <laughs> yeah. The devil, <laughs> hard pass. But he, there's a trial by combat, but he's not the one who engages her. No. Um, so there's a trial by combat. Oh, yes. And here we are. And she's going to fight um, Hakeem Farrar. Farrar, yeah. And um, it's, it's a really hard fight. It's a, it's a fighting style that Alana's not used to. And it's, it's not with lightning. It's yeah. a different style than she's than she's accustomed to, but she she comes out victorious, and we have a callback, not a callback really, but just we we have um, a consistency of Alana's character where she yeah. refuses to kill her opponent, even though she has absolutely every right to by the laws of of these people and by these these people uh, by the uh, rules of combat and. Mm-hmm. Um, she tries to make amends with Nazir and he's super resistant. He's a fucking jerk. He literally like screams in her fucking, he only screams. He only screams. He says, unnatural woman, the balance will never be right. As long as you act like a man, our tribe will suffer until the she demon is cast out. Isn't that, isn't that the, the, the dream to be called a she demon? I mean, I'm still waiting for it. I mean, that's beautiful um but it does it is setting us up of like clearly there's going to be some underlying tension but at this point she is alana because she has survived this trial by combat she is she is part of the tribe she becomes a part of the tribe there's a ceremony um and uh Halef performs the ceremony basically they had they they cut on their forearm each of them and like hold them together <laughs> and yeah. trade blood like one of those handshake class yes like exactly and yeah they yeah just, like, push their blood into yeah like that. and alana like she feels she feels it like immediately she's like she immediately like yeah. feels something and she feels like she's part of the tribe and like feels a difference um which is really cute and like it's nice it's nice that she like has a new home yeah collecting family as she goes and right? it's horrible yeah it's wonderful I love it it's so cute um <laughs> and they Alana uh, at this point we kind of we get to know the girls a little bit more um and oh my god you guys the fucking squirrel is back are you shitting me this squirrel is your nemesis 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 
Thankfully, okay, guys, actually, sorry, quick, quick sidebar, uh, an update on the squirrel is that I did move my bird feeder um, slightly, it was very close to the trunk, and I think that of this tree, and I think that was the problem, because I have one of those squirrel resistant bird feeders, where like, if, if weight is on it, it pushes down, so yeah. the squirrels can't get on it and eat out of it, but because it was so close to the trunk, I think the squirrel was figuring out how to like, like scratch or something yeah like lever himself basically so I moved it like slightly further away I think he'll give up soon but I sent oh. Olivia a picture of the squirrel after post moving it and he's literally yeah. I'll post this picture he's like <laughs> you fucking idiot you can't do it <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah he is but he'll I think he'll give up soon now because he's it's further away now so he can't like maneuver it so it's pushing down again but I did send a picture to Olivia that I took at like like 7 a.m on like Friday or something that was it was and it was the squirrel just fully spread across like the tree it was fucking ridiculous I'm turning into my father and I I there's no problem with that no one should be surprised by that not at all not at all (laughs) anyway let's get back to this book that is (laughs) that is why we are here oh my god this one's gonna be a fucking mess (laughs) Um, but Alana takes some time to get to know the two girls and, um, hang on, say their names again for me, Kara, Kara. I'm going to say Kara just because all of the other ones are like, anyways, I'm going to say Kara, but I think you could say Kara. And then, uh, thank you. Karem. Karem. Karem and Kara. I'm going to say Kara. Um, they are outcasts, even from their family. And like, we don't meet their families. which is like really sad like literally they just got fucking kicked out of their families um at a really I mean it seems like they got kicked out at like 10 yeah the minute they started showing power yeah um and they each have different kind of powers that are are, they are more um adept to uh which like Alana is more adept to like healing powers right and um (laughs) <laughs> and they yeah they each have different Stop looking at the I'm sorry I'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> I can see you. um but they're outcasts okay they're outcasts it's fucking sad and they they they're, they're showing Alana around the village and she is again confronted by Nazir and now when she's seeing him this is the next day after the ceremony and he's wearing the sword that broke lightning and the day before right before the 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 moment of the circle the moment of the voice excuse me she had like seen him sneaking out and she was just like that's a little weird but like she didn't think a lot of it because she was just like I mean not my business like yeah I don't know yeah um but but clearly he had snuck out gone to where their battle had taken place and found this sword that had real bad vibes we've already established bad vibes um and it's super weird and um alana touches the sword yeah to get uh because halif is gonna take the sword when he notices that nazir has it that's right and she's like no don't touch it don't do it (laughs) and it's like really powerful magic it like knocks it literally knocks her off her feet and it's not just powerful it's evil she like recognizes it is bad like it's it's magic and it's bad magic and she's looking at the hilt and she recognizes the symbol and it's the symbol of roger the duke of conte who we 
established is fucking dead still um like it's not like this uh, and it's she's just like this is weird like that he is or that this is what is he happening like how did this get here (laughs) yeah like how how is this here is this like is this still connected to him how is this working it's it's a little confusing or not confusing it's just like not explained yet we don't know we just know that like this definitely has something to do with him we just don't know what um but we also get into Alana having like she has some really deep regrets about killing Roger and it's not you know it's not that she doesn't think he I don't even know if deserve to die is the right word but she has she knows that it was the right thing to do and that there like nothing else could have been done yeah but she does have this not and like she just has this guilt this guilt of like she took a person's life and it's hard it's hard to reconcile that you know um um I like that I like that this is included and it's included in all of the books that we've read so far this kind of fight in herself with her conscience of did I have to kill those people I don't know in the moment I felt like I needed to but taking someone's life is always really difficult and I like that it's kind of a battle for her and it's verbalized well not verbalized internal monologue but still it's yeah it's it's I don't know I think it's a really real moment and I mean obviously I've never been in war been a soldier or anything but I'm sure there is these there's always hopefully there's always a feeling of like what type of killing is necessary, (laughs) you know? And like, if it's your job, what are you supposed to do? Like, what are you supposed to do? Um, Like so many books make it kind of cut and dry, mm -hmm. black and and white. If you're killing somebody, then they need to be dead. And, you know, we can all walk away clean. Right. But I like that this kind of, it bleeds through. Yeah. And um, in this, in this section, we also get um, an explanation of the voice of the tribes. Yes. So the explanation is from um, Halif. Halif is his name. And he says, um, or Lana says, who is this voice of the tribes? Uh, you know, as a very <laughs> amazing and, a, and, you know, not at all aggressive question. Who is this guy? Who is this? Um, but he says, he is the first among us. At sunset, we gather at our fires and join with him, each man and woman among the vizier. Uh, thus, he knows our thoughts, our wishes. He knows what has passed during the day. He judges with complete knowledge of our hearts and our minds. Um, and this is, uh, this is, this is interesting. I mean, like we talked about this, we talked about this, I don't know, but it's, just, it's interesting to see. She's not on board. She's not like not on board with the voice, but she's like, I don't yeah. want anyone knowing what I'm thinking. No, I don't know that I would be on board either. It's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. Like, good for you. I can appreciate it from afar and love what you're doing. I don't know that I would personally do it. I don't think it's for me. And you don't have to. No. You go and you join the ceremony, but you don't have to participate in the like exchange of whatever knowledge of your of your day whatever um but we find out who it is we find out he is visiting in a week and alana has met him she met him in um persophilus right that's where we called it what we called it persophilus um and it is ali 
Muktab, thank you. Ali Muktab, yay. And he was like the super nice guy who we met. Um, he was the governor, right? That was his title. Yeah. And um, and he was he was the one who took them to the sunset room and yada yada yada. And before um before Alana has a chance to like reintroduce herself, the shaman has gotten a private audience with him. Um, but very fortunately, Alana yeah. is her charm is remembered. <laughs> and um Ali Muktab, he hasn't changed. He's still a nice guy. And he remembers Alana and he's very excited to see her. And he doesn't take the shaman shaman seriously because the shaman like immediately is like, we have to fucking kill her. Yeah. She- <laughs> Granted, you, you just don't know it. And Ali's like, when would she have been given the chance to fucking enchant me? Like, what, what yeah. are we all talking about? Like, did this here? happen seven years ago when I met her as a fucking like, child? What? Like, when did this happen? <laughs> so the voice um, is sympathetic to Alana and he tries to talk to, he basically he talks to everyone, including the shaman. And he's very, but it's like a kind of pointed, like, yeah, she's fucking different and it's new and it's going to take yeah. some time to get accustomed and adjusted to her being here. But like, hmm, that's how it is. Um, yeah. And then this fucking, okay, guys, hold on to your fucking butts right now. This This is literally fucking insane. So I don't know if you remember, but we're going to do a quick callback to book one when we're in the city of Persopolis, when John was like, this is interesting. I would love an entire fucking written history of the Bazir people. And now it has literally been six years. It has been six years. (laughs) And what, what does the voice bring to her? The fucking entire written history of the Bazir people. It took six years, guys. We didn't hear about it. In my head, I was like, oh, this happened. Like this happened years right. ago. They must've delivered this year. Six years, everyone. Six Always years. Always gotta bring it back. Like Always. what the actual fuck is happening? And I love that. I was like, that's a real Francis move right there. <laughs> to just walk up and be like, hey, haven't seen you in a while. Yes, this is a thing that your friend fucking asked for in your face. Here you go. And it's like, I mean, it's huge. It's like a fucking wagon worth of papers. Yeah. And it's crazy. Okay. It's Amazing. fucking crazy. Um, but we we also hear from the book. I'm gonna refer to um Ali Muktab as the voice moving forward, just so everyone is clear if that's cool with everyone. Um, and just so there's no confusion. So the voice, <laughs> the voice talks is talking to Alana and he's like, I have this for John. And also it's fucking vital that he gets these like immediately he needs to read them right fucking now. And, um, for two reasons, the voice, the voice's life is drawing to an end. And he knows this. This is something that he can hear. He knows his own. I guess when he becomes a voice, he can. See, I he guess he is like he can see his future. Yeah, I'm not. I'm. I'm fuzzy on if he can see. It's other features later that he can see at least somewhat of the future, and we'll bring it back. I'll bring. I made a note of it. Oh, please. We'll okay, thank here. you. But so I think he has an awareness outside of just himself. But I also think that he gets to know kind of his fate. Right. If you will, once he becomes the voice, maybe it's either way he knows he's dying. He knows he's dying. Um, And so because of that, uh, 
he says that this is the first reason. Second reason is Prince Jonathan must become the next voice of the tribes. Yes, which I love. It's pretty rad. It's pretty rad. rad. It, it, it's it's. I mean, surface. It's a good idea politically. Surface level, very surface level. It feels a little white saviory. I will say, in my opinion, but no, because he's not say. I, I would only disagree because he's not safe. There's nothing to save. Sure. It's more of like a a marriage of two tribes. No, absolutely. Two tribes, but like a marriage of two kingdoms. Like, that's how I felt. I don't, yeah, I don't, I'm not against it. I'm not against it. It just, and I mean, in white, I mean, like in the vein of white saviory of like, the whole point of it is it's supposed to bring people together so like that's why we're doing this and why we're here so like it doesn't feel right to say like well it should be one of the people of the fucking vizier but then like the whole point of it is that it's supposed to bring everyone together so duh of course so it's not like it's done in a malicious way it just i don't know very surface level until we get more in depth i was it kind of just like pinged in my brain and i was just like huh okay but like i'm not against it i'm not mad about it like this is truly the only time i'm gonna say that and like the rest of the time I'm I'm very on board it was just a kind of a pain I'm honestly curious if anybody else I didn't think of it I didn't think of it because Jonathan's not the one who suggests suggests it and it's not he's not being brought in to quote-unquote fix anything he's just being brought in to essentially broker some sort of peace deal and this would be the way where he is essentially brought into the tribe as like a brother or a member and then they can feel more comfortable supporting the crown my cue is are the vizier part of tortal is yes it like basically a peace deal so or would they be under the rule of the king well, they, this is, this is when we go back, this is when we go back to book one, where it's the Bazir people are technically under the rule of Tortal. Well, yes, but it's, it's the thing of like, they don't go into the desert because they, we couldn't talk to every tribe. So if you go there, it's fucking dangerous and they don't like the king. So they don't respect the rule of the king. So technically they are they never overthrew the Bazir. They didn't over, they overthrew enough that they were able to secure a treaty. So it's like one of those were like, like it's more of a peace deal between nations than it is one nation with infighting, if you know what I mean. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like it's curious about about the the setup. Yeah. And it really wasn't like, or yeah, technically, like he is, he is technically, or his dad, sorry, is technically, is their king, but they don't really respect him or that no, vibe. And I don't, and I truly, like, it was only, that was just like a very surface level first impression ping in my brain. And like, once we get into it, we really do, we get a better vibe of it and it doesn't feel shitty. Yeah, yeah. But no, I was just, and beyond the white savior, um, thing I was just curious if because it doesn't really feel they don't really have colonization vibes Mm -mm. yeah yeah absolutely it doesn't feel like 
they have to listen in any way, shape, or form unless they're on the Tortal Kingdom's like land, essentially, yeah. like in the cities and stuff. Yes. So it doesn't. It's just a really interesting setup. And I'm I'm gonna while you keep going, I'm gonna look at the map in the beginning and see if they have their own it feels a lot like designation. It, no, I mean they're under the title of Tortol, yeah. like Southern Desert. It's just really interesting. Wait, no, she's in Tira, Tyra. That's where she was headed, but she didn't make that's, it. That's right. Okay. Yeah. So I don't know. I just find it really the, yeah. the interactions between them really interesting yeah because uh, they do feel like a very independent people yeah. separate apart from it feels like Tortal really didn't do the legwork of making the Bazir people feel welcome they oh, just one. were kind of like oh here's a treaty you're under our rule now bada bing bada boom yeah. done you know what it's like it's like um okay when England went north to conquer the Scottish mm-hmm. and they really didn't get very far yeah and they kind of just like took the land to say that they took the land yeah but Scotland has never really adhered been, like, yeah they've never really adhered and back in the day like there was a cutoff between the Scottish highlands and the Scottish lowlands and they called themselves separate things because the Scottish lowlands adhered more to English rule. This to me is very. That makes, that's, that's a perfect, I think. uh, uh, Thank you. Analogy. I think that's a perfect analogy for this. I'm glad we settled this. this. (laughs) I'm really glad we settled this. I know. I'm sorry. I know. I'm so tired. I'm I'm so sorry. No, that was, I really enjoyed that. And it's, I know my voice and face doesn't sound like it, but I did. I'm glad we talked like that through. Um, Yes. Yes. I am really interested to see if anybody else though got a white savior complex vibe, because I can see that point of view. Now that you said something, I can definitely see it. And I just be, I would be interested to see if anybody else kind of like felt that thing too. Yeah. Move on. We can leave this conversation. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So as we go, the voice, the voice explains himself. We have a bit of a cliffhanger. Um, not a cliffhanger. It's like the end of the chapter and he's like, I'm going to fucking die. And Jonathan has to be the voice. Boom, boom, boom. Um, and then, (laughs) and then the next chapter immediately is, um, the voice explains everything um and he says that he has the gift of prophet there the gift of prophecy is given to each voice um so that's, that's what, right. there we go so we we've settled this we know now sorry guys <laughs> immediately forget um so certain tribes have been at war with the king for generations despite treaties and with jonathan as both the king and the voice the kingdom would be at peace and that's um amazing and I have it in my notes, do we find this problematic? So white savory. We've already discussed this to death. Boom, done. We don't have to talk about it further. <laughs> um, but Alana, Alana does her due diligence. She sends this history to the, the palace, to Jonathan, with a note from the voice to be delivered immediately. Coram makes the trip and Alana stays. And Coram is worried for... Alana's safety while he's gone and of course Alana's like fucking relax bro like I'm fine what like one guy is trying to fucking kill me who cares um but (laughs) 
we do have hoof a very scary situation alana wakes up in the middle of the night to find nazir drawing a spell in front of her tent and she stops him before it's done but the 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 spell that he is drawing is everyone remember this no spoilies but remember this it's the gate of idram right that's how we're gonna say that okay and it literally could have destroyed half the kingdom. it's like a nuclear bomb essentially yeah like and and he didn't know what it was he just he just knew it was powerful and that it would kill her and that was all he gave a shit about yeah it's i had a real visceral hate for this guy reading through oh my god because he doesn't even have a good reason like it's so like bullshit it's literally he's just like she's a fucking woman like i hate her like it's it's no reason for him to hate her and it's so frustrating because you're just like what are you doing you're gonna fucking kill people you're gonna kill your village because of this one person like what are you doing it's and it's mind-blowing that he's done or is doing all of these wild things and the worst that happens is he's just like, I mean, Halif can't do that much, I guess. But he's like, what the fuck are you doing? You're going to be punished. But he's not really punished. I'm like, why isn't anybody like ousting this guy? Why? I don't, why yeah. I guess because part of the village supports him. Some of the, and, like, yes. Everybody gets a real a voice in the tribe. Yeah. So I guess it makes sense. But to me, I'm just like, oh my God. Like, he just yeah. can't especially after this like fucking ridiculousness um but it's kind of like yeah like what you said like it's 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 not really dealt with it's just like a like a slap on the wrist and like he's like shamed whatever um but the next day alana goes to the um goes to try to repair lightning and this is where the gatesman lives um or he's the he's like the blacksmith or whatever so they are they go to his place Hmm. I think is his name. Yes, I believe so. I didn't rewrite it. That's my bad. <laughs> I'm just, I just, that guy, it. it's yes. that guy. It's that guy. <laughs> um, but she, he gets, he gives her the, um, the backstory or sorry. Okay. Side note. They try to, they try to repair lightning. Doesn't go well. It, it basically, no. it, it like does a small bomb and like they're all thrown backward and it's not great. And basically lightning's just continued to be broken and it's sad. Yeah. Um, RIP lightning. It's really sad. Um, but because they kind of hang out and, um, and they, Ilana gets the backstory of, um, Kara, Karim and Ishik, and they were all banished from their families because the shaman claimed they were cursed. And in fact, they're gifted, but very untrained, which is very dangerous because, you know, like if, if you can't, um, control your power yeah like bad things can happen like this in this is a this uh, a theme we see throughout any fantasy novels with people with untrained powers um even in harry potter i mean fucking harry literally set an anaconda loose right (laughs) like it's it's no or is it an anaconda is a viper i mean uh, not a viper a boa constrictor i think it's he's from brazil (laughs) he's from brazil that's all i remember google it google it it. i think it's a i think he's a bully constrictor is he i think so i don't remember but also sides side note side story um (laughs) at this time there are some like people caught in the desert and they're like they were fucking hanging around they were being sketchy turns out it's just some spies that george is it a python 
And he's from Brazil, right? In the movie, he says it says from he's like he's like Brazil. That must have been pretty. And he's like he was raised in activity, kept it and raised in activity, raised in captivity. Um, but uh, this there's basically George had sent sent some spies to check on Alana, and they were caught. And it's supposed to seem like a caring gesture, but honestly, like I mean, we love George. We've talked about this. It's a little stalkery, though. Yes. Like it's, you know, and, and I, I think they talk about it and George is kind of like, nah, you know, had to do it. Sorry, dude. Yeah. <laughs> like no, whatever. Sorry. No cares. <laughs> like, yeah. I do. I do. Um, outside, outside of this, there's a real theme to George and we see like it kind of comes back, wraps up in the fourth book, but it also comes back in another series later about like his spying and all of that. And it's just kind of like this underlying storyline of George just needing to know everything that's going on. Listen. And just doing his own footwork. I'm not even saying about his relationship, but yeah. like everywhere across the board. And it really like, it comes back multiple times. You know what George is here for? Like George is here what? for the tea. Fuck yeah, he is. George is here for the tea and I respect it. I mean, that's a gossipy bitch. Huh? Yeah, we love it. We love, I, love he it. needs to know what's going on and that's what's, that's what's up. That's it. Um, but that's but you're just right. Like, it is a little bit stalkery. Like you need to chill out, George. Right, but <laughs> it's, it's, none of your business. it's definitely one of those where it's like, it's George, so it's endearing. <laughs> you know <Yeah>. like <laughs> it's annoying like it's very much like Alana rolls her eyes but she's smiling yeah <laughs> um, and I did like that they're the guys who get caught say um yeah we knew we were gonna get caught we never thought that we could just like get in get out <laughs> right but it's better than being around fucking George because he is acting cray cray right now wonder why yeah 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 be still my fucking heart i love a bad boy i'm watching charmed right now (laughs) it's cold i i die from happiness i can't help it i know he's terrible but every time he shows up in the show i'm just like oh my god be still my (laughs) beat no yeah it's cute it's cute we love to see it um but because we know how Alana feels. We know, not keenly, we know how Alana feels, but also like at the end of the day, it's nice. At the end of the day, it's nice. I'd be It's a nice it thing. Fine. It's a nice thing. I don't like stalkers, but I like George. <laughs> there we go. Done. Um, so Alana decides to try to have a civil conversation with Nazir about the kids. I'm going to call them the kids collectively, if that's cool okay, with yeah. everyone. Um, and he literally tries to blow her up rude it's fucking rude and then just like basically all hell breaks loose um nazir uh uses a crystal sword to attack her um and unfortunately like we talked about uh alana immediately recognized that there was evil magic within this sword and to not like touching it is really dangerous and unfortunately nazir doesn't realize this and he while he's the the sword is literally sapping his magic and life force away and 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 alana is telling him to stop she is trying to save his life and he doesn't and he fucking dies the sword kills him and thank goodness there's witnesses or would have 
been like really sketchy sounding. So fucking sketchy sounding. In- and it reminds me, I get real uh, Harry Potter Horcrux vibes mm-hmm, mm-hmm. from the sport. I feel we keep comparing it yeah. to Harry Potter. I mean, I think, I hope no one's annoyed by that, but I feel like that is a nice like cornerstone because most people have read Harry Potter especially yeah. in our generation. So it's a pretty easy fantasy novel to compare to. So if you're annoyed by it, get over it. Um, <laughs> just, I mean, and it's also going to keep happening. My bad. Um, not really. Um, but in a completely fucking wild turn of events, Alana, yeah. as is custom, becomes the shaman of the Bloody Hawk tribe. So casual. So casual about it. They are not her. Yeah. Oh yeah, she's like, this is fucking great. No, she's like, what? Excuse Are you fucking me? Kidding me? And they're just like, yeah, you killed him, so you gotta do his job. <laughs> what? Can you imagine if that was like a thing? Oh my god. What if like an assassin became president? <laughs> that would be that's terrifying. That's crazy. But yeah, like I mean, I don't, I don't, I'm not mad about this because of how it what happens but it is fucking crazy fucking crazy it's wild it's fucking crazy like it's wild (laughs) I don't understand it so Alana does not want to be shaman fucking obviously but she knows she can't (laughs) leave the tribe unprotected so with permission from uh, Halif and the voice Alana is going to train the kids to be the next shamans of the tribe yeah Um, I like that she knows that she can't have a permanent position in this tribe. Mm-hmm. One, because she is, even though she's part of it, she's still an outsider. But two, she's just like, I'm not staying here forever. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm a wandering soul. Yeah. Like, yeah, so and, Well, and at this moment in, in this section, we learned that it's been two months since Alana left the palace. Time, timelines are difficult. <laughs> I mean, but so much has happened so much <laughs> like you know she was like I'm just gonna fight in a few tournaments I'm gonna chill like whatever and then like now it's been two yeah, months and she's a, a fucking a traditional night yeah and like it's been two months she's a fucking shaman like I mean <laughs> what she's a, shaman, she's a busier tribesman now <laughs> like it's insane titles honestly it's, yes yeah um and yeah and so we learn um and right now in this section too, we have a bit more, we learn a little bit more about Alana's PTSD from magic and Roger's death. We just kind of get a little bit of an insight and like Alana's still pretty, is it, it, kind of reverted back to being a little resistant to using her magic if avoidable, yeah. um, you know, and it's, you know, I think it's a pretty good representation of, of PTSD and we just kind of get a little more in depth and she's been having visions, which we talked about, and she's been having one in particular about Roger coming back from the dead. Yes. And it's, you know, obviously that's really frightening. Um, and trusts her visions though, or her premonitions or whatever. She never, I, she has them yeah. constantly and she's just like yeah. sure it's nothing whatevs I'll think about this later Girl, right does. yeah um and that's kind of like we just get a little snippet of it and so we that's kind of all we have for that right now but we have the the apprenticeship begins with the kids and Alana and it's I'm imagining it's like a rocky like 
sequence of events where they're like <laughs> running up a hill in the desert, like blasting yes. things as they go. Um, and like a lot of arms in the air are arm pumping, <laughs> like, yeah, we did it. We did it. Um, <laughs> um, but you know, she starts with the small stuff. They learn fire making healing and like kind of just basic control of their powers, yeah. like on a very base level of like, all right here, like you each have a specific thing you're good at. Let's like control this first. And then we're going to move forward from there. Um, and on, on, on a night ride, uh, with Halef, Halif, uh, sorry, I wrote his name wrong. <laughs> um, they are, they're interrupted by a hillman looking to raid the herds. Um, and the hillmen are like the people, like we had met at the beginning with the raiders, like they're, they're kind of like, they're a tribe in their own, but they also are, are, they don't adhere to even like basic buzzier rules and customs. Um, and like, cause they're attacking each other, which is they're kind of just like raiding pirates. Yes. It? Yeah, exactly. Um, yes. and, uh, in this battle, Alana uses the crystal sword because yeah. she took it to replace her broken sword. She needed a sword. There was a sword. She took it. Um, views it as a challenge essentially yeah which is fucking crazy and like we find while she's using it she finds that the magic is really strong and it's bloodthirsty and it wants to make her enjoy killing and continue killing um and she like you said like she kind of rather than being like i'm not gonna fucking touch this sword again she's like um this is a challenge (laughs) i'm gonna use this sword sword yeah me. I know right like it's fucking crazy and like she of course but it's Alana and of course that's what yeah. she does and <laughs> so yeah so she resolves she's she's gonna she's gonna fucking train the horse but um as I mean sword what did I I just said horse <laughs> I thought you were just <laughs> I don't know what I thought you were doing but <laughs> guys I thought it was like a saying or something <laughs> she's gonna train the horse what what is happening guys I'm dead Ugh. an old dog can't learn new tricks <laughs> um, <laughs> saying that I mean whenever. uh but, so the the braid goes fine and she like they they the hillmen are like go away it's fine um but <laughs> just so you know like just to wrap that part up but the the lessons the lessons continue and Ishik uh is improving rapidly um but he's also cocky super arrogant yeah very annoying and it's it's just it sucks it sucks like I mean well we're gonna find out kind of his his journey comes to a quick end unfortunately and but it is just it's one of those things that's what we kind of found with Tom and I it kind of is a nice like reminder of like had Tom not received the training he could have ended up like this and it's you know we're going to get a little more in touch with Tom in this book and the next and we're going to see that arrogance and magic really only lead to bad things yeah and it's it's not good and he wants to uh, I uh I should or Ishik is trying he wants to learn magic to advance from and Alana tries to explain that he could die but he's just like this is fucking ridiculous like you're treating me like a fucking kid this is bullshit you're jealous of me because I'm more powerful than you and he like runs off and then he comes back and he says sorry um and he wants to learn 
and you, it kind of feels like there's like a moment. And then unfortunately we, we, you know, it, we'll see what happens. Um, so there's, the kids are like, are they living in her tent in the shaman tent? Yeah. The two girls are living with Alana and Ishik is given his own tent because he's a boy. Right. But, but next to her, essentially, like yes. a smaller tent next to her. Okay. They're living together and he's living solo style. Okay. So they're, they'll, they hang out a lot. And like, even when they're not in lessons, they'll, they'll just be, you know, around and kind of unwinding from the day. And the girls will unwind by weaving. And, and Alana's curious about this because normally had she lived her life, she was supposed to live, she would be, have learned how to weave and sew and play piano forte, you know? <laughs> um, and she kind of, she tries to do it. It becomes kind of a lesson and the girl's teacher and it just is kind of a fucking mess and it's, but it's cute and it's endearing. And Alana's like, this is, yeah. this is like, I, I want to learn how to do this. This is another challenge for me. Um, yes, always learning something, always improving yourself. Better yeah. and, and I like that she respects the girl's abilities. Yeah in this field that she isn't put off because they're better than her if anything she's like great they have something they can teach me now perfect yeah change of of knowledge yeah and it's it's really cute and it's yeah and and it it really um solidifies she she uses it as a teaching moment too of like you have to know the basics before you can do more advanced things um you have to understand the properties story that's what we got yeah and but of course not of course I don't want to say that but Ishik is is resistant to weaving and he calls it women's work yeah and he's got a real bug up his butt about fucking traditional gender roles yeah and it's it's you know he's young he hasn't ever been challenged on this you know it's I think it's one of those things like I don't I don't know if we can fault him entirely for this just because it's how he was raised what do you say it's a fucking kid who was raised to feel this way like how are we supposed to tell him that he's a dickhead you know um but she alana i don't know if i totally agree with this but alana tries to teach him a lesson and she does the like um mistress cooper can do this uh the the knot work where you you have like a thread and you tie knots in it and you can like basically like fuck with people like you can hurt them and like really mess them up and um she ties a knot and a thread and she like trips Ishik and she explains to him that it um the girls are his equals and he has to treat them as such and he like sort of gets it but it is a situation where I don't know if I don't know. I'm certain about her response to it as well. Yeah. Like it. I was certain that I didn't care for her reaction. Because she humiliates him. Yeah. She humiliates him to teach him a lesson. And it's kind of like, if you humiliate people, they're not going to fucking be happy. They're not going to be. Learn the lesson you want. Yeah. And they're just going to be mad. They're going to be mad and resistant. And so it's, it's, you know, it's not ideal. And, um, an elder tribeswoman comes to help teach them to weave. Uh, Marie for uh, for oh, what? Sorry. sorry, please, please. Reverse, reverse. Um, during that, so Ishik is also super obsessed with the fucking sword. Yes, and he brings it up in his conversation with Alana or their semi fight, 
and is just being like, why can't I use the sword? You never use it. You never use your magic, blah, 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 whatever. I don't want to do women's work. Fuck you, whatever. And then after she kind of teaches him the lesson that we're not sure was a great lesson, Faithful makes a comment about what Alana did kind of with us. Yeah. Not sure that that was a great idea, but also saying that Alana can't always stand between a person and their faith, their fate. Yeah. And it feels like Faithful has a, like the voice. Has, has, yeah. Has insight into people's kind of ultimate fate or future. Mm-hmm. So he knows what's happening with Ishik. Yeah. Or what will happen with Ishik. Um, and I found that very intriguing. Yes. Because I feel like what he doesn't, Faithful doesn't give away very much. No. In terms of what he knows or doesn't know. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, thank you for bringing that up. Yeah, it is in, it, it is a little bit of a, um, what is, what's the word? Um, foreshadowing. It's a bit of yes, foreshadowing yes. with his like obsession with power and with the sword, the sword's power etc um but yeah yeah faithful always kind of has he kind of knows but he's not saying he kind of gives hints but he doesn't tell everything um and i don't know it's yeah it's a complicated lesson and yeah we don't really agree with alana here but some good does come out of the weaving and the good is that um the women of the tribe kind of come together to help support the girls and the, and, and Ishik in a yeah. way. Um, and they, they kind of start accepting them into the tribe like they weren't before. And it's really nice because they, you know, it, even on the very base level, like how can they be shamans if they're not accepted by their tribe, but also yeah. like they're fucking kids and it sucks. Like they've been literally homeless and like sleeping on the fucking ground for their whole lives. It's sad. Um, yeah. It's, and it's really sad because the girls like the weaving and they want, they express an interest in wanting to learn more or be better at this part of the craft. And they can't because the women, none of the women would teach them or talk to them or do anything with yeah. them. So nice to kind of have this, this reversal of fortunes, if you will, and have the women accept them more. I totally agree. It was a really lovely um scene yeah it's really nice it's really nice to see it and and quorum returns yay yay quorum returns and he's only like sort of surprised that alana's the shaman <laughs> he's just like yeah fucking obviously of course you are like whatever like obviously like he's like he's just like okay sure sure, sure. all right typical and alana. yeah and he and alana's like she says she's feeling at home there which is nice. It's nice that she's, she's feeling not, yeah, it's, it's a good, it's a good feeling. And, and, um, Coram also brings, she brings, he brings, uh, letters from Miles, um, uh, Tom, or sorry, wait. Yeah. He brings yeah. letters from Miles and Tom and, and George, and George right. <laughs> yes. Woo! And he's just kind of like, man, this one, here you go. Fucking George. Um, and Tom's letter is concerning only because he, again, is sounding arrogant. And, um, and he's saying that he's searching for Roger's secret scrolls. Yes. I have, okay. I have a cue for you. Let me hear it. Maybe a, um, <laughs> first off, Tom's a fucking idiot. Yeah. 
fucking idiot. And the only reason he's looking for Roger's secret scrolls is because Delia is basically haunting him. Yes. And he thinks that he's so smart and he knows what Delia is doing. He's a fucking idiot. Yes. And my question is, is this part of a plan that Roger set in motion prior to his death as like a backup with Delia, where he was like, should something happen to me, this is what we're going to do. Like, or is Delia, who is not in this book, in the next book, kind of shown to be a little bit stupid, not yeah. the smartest, um, whatever, knife in the barrel. I know that that was right, but I don't care. You get what I'm saying. (laughs) Like, or is this just something she came up on her own? I don't know. I don't know. I have this same question and we don't really get an answer on it. Um, I think that this is, I think Roger was smart enough to make a backup plan. Yeah. To make multiple backup plans. Yeah. I think that's. I would why agree with you. I would agree with you. I don't just. Yeah. Backup plan. Yeah. I, I don't know how or why, but I feel like that. I feel like Tom is kind of a backup plan, and I think Tom thinks he played the fool and he surprised everybody. Yeah. But I don't think he surprised Roger. Yeah. I would agree with you. I mean, because that's the only thing that makes sense. It's the only thing that makes sense, especially from what we're going to get in the next um, in the next half of the book. Um, and. I don't know though. Yeah. I mean, I'd agree. I would agree with you. It's the only thing that makes sense. It's the only thing that would make sense is that he had a backup plan and Delia is, is fucking playing Tom and he acts like he knows everything and he's fucking annoying and That's stupid. Probably you think you're smarter than everybody else. Is that get, yeah. doubt that you know all of the yeah. facets of somebody yeah we fucking don't yeah so I mean yeah that's the only thing that makes sense so it must that must be yeah. the case and it's fucking dumb and Tom is stupid what? like what the hell um fuck you Tom um <laughs> so one one day during training though right right after quorum gets back um a group of hillmen approach for attack and the apprentices perform really well in their first battle and okay. Alana's super proud they do great awesome it's awesome it's very cool and it's very cool to see like their progress in such a short amount of time as well working together yes three of them it's really cool it's really fun yeah it's great what (laughs) okay (laughs) um but there's obviously some wounded people alana rushes to go help the wounded and she depletes herself um and I know it's what she always does. And like, what can we say other than like, we know this is going to happen, but it's whatever, you know, she can't help, but like, she has very much like not to bring back to fucking Harry Potter, but she has a saving people thing, you know, she has the, the hero complex of like having to help people, even if it will hurt her. And unfortunately, this is really sad. Unfortunately, while everyone's distracted, Ishik steals the crystal sword. Thank God for Faithful. Thank God for yeah. Like faints and yeah. is like asleep, and then Faithful kind of wakes her up. Yeah, and Alana, you know, she warns him that it's going to kill him, and he doesn't listen, and it fucking kills him. Yeah, and it's like it's like a kind of like an explosion, like not an explosion. It's not. It's, yeah, yeah, it's he pretty like violent. Magic yeah. to her, 
and then she protects herself, but she makes it her shield too strong, I mm-hmm. guess, and it like bounces back on him. And he basically just is incinerated. Yeah. And it's, it's fucking crazy. It's crazy. And it's, it's really sad. And it's, it's just, really it's, you know, it's kind of one of those things that's necessary in, in, within like the fantasy realm of like explaining how ultimate power corrupts you know like we see this time and time again and unfortunately Ishik is just is one in a long line of victims who allowed power to get to his head and it's really sad that he didn't have a chance kind of to redeem himself but but it is a learning lesson and it's necessary and basically yeah men fucking men Thing. right and basically alana comes back down she and uh, lets the tribe know that the training is gonna continue with the remaining apprentices yeah and that's kind of where we, we're gonna leave it but it's 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 a sad ending to this first half because you know alana wanted so hard for this to work she wanted so badly for this to be like a good thing and it's not a failure on her part necessarily yeah. but it is a I think it's a lesson it's a hard lesson. it's a hard lesson it's a really hard lesson to be faced with um yeah but she you know she's gonna persevere she's gonna persevere and she's gonna do it yeah I mean I feel like it's I think it's the lesson that faithful said too more yeah not us that ab- that power corrupt can corrupt but also that you can't change who somebody is as much as you want to. Yeah. And what's going to happen will happen. Yeah. And that's what happens. Yeah. It's yeah. You can't run from your fate, unfortunately. Um, But that's where we're going to end it. I think. um, I know it's such a downer. (laughs) I promise next week it'll be more exciting. I swear to you. Um, (laughs) But let's, let's bring it up. Let's bring it up. Winner. Yeah. Winner for me I said uh, Halif Sheif. Uh, Is that how we said Sheif? Sheif? How did we say? Oh. We're... Sif? Yeah. Halif Sif is who I said. I just like him. I like him. I think he's fun. <laughs> and he is like very embracing of Alana. And he yeah. he seems pretty progressive. Like he's very, I feel like he's very like, okay with the idea of women having power. I yeah. like him. I like him. I felt... I felt like this one was very similar to book one in that it's a lot of introduction. Mm-hmm. So it was, and a lot of background. So it was hard for me to pick a winners. I agreed that Halif and maybe like Kara and Car- Sure. Kareem, damn it. The girls. Yeah. The, gar- the girls. <laughs> I feel like maybe they could be winners as well. I can feel I that. Um, and then for loser, I feel like Nasir was the big loser. Loser, loser, chicken, no dinner. Exactly. A hundred percent as the saying goes. Um, <laughs> no, totally agree. I totally agree. I love that. Yeah. And I, I mean, yeah, for obvious reasons, he's a fucking jerk. He doesn't, I mean, power corrupts. He doesn't listen. Um, yes. And he and fucking, yeah. just yeah it's a totally unnecessary death and he brings it on himself and it's sad but it's what it is um yeah yeah no I totally agree about it honestly I'm not that sad about it it's kind of yeah it's just like "Hmm, all right you did this you um yeah 
Nice. I'm glad we're in agreement on this. I'm glad we can fucking agree on something for once. Um. (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, there's, I think there's, there's a little bit for y'all to talk. Anyone, anyone uh, been corrupted by ultimate power? Let us know. <laughs> no, no. Like, like, let's uh, let's talk about like. Especially, does anyone have any books that they in their arsenal that they always liked because they it has a lot of girl power, like this one where it's yes. a lot of like women in a society where they aren't taken seriously, and then they get to like have a magic, have a power, and get to you know make the boys eat sand. Make some change. Make some change. Let us know. I'm trying to think myself. I feel like so much of fantasy novels are men. Mm-hmm. That it really. Oh, you know what's a really good book series? And we don't have to include this on the talking to you, Brandon. Is um, A Discovery of Witches. Yes, I have not read them, but I watched the show. Don't tell me I haven't watched season three yet. I've only, I haven't finished season three, um, but it's a very- f- I mean, I know everything that happens because I have read all the <laughs> It's a very fun, cute show. Like, I don't know, obviously I haven't read the book, so I don't know how much it correlates with the books. Um, I, so I watched the show first because I don't know the guy's name, but the lead guy, I'm like fucking he, in love with. Wait, I, uh, you know what he's in? I know he's in that luck, that Irish movie. He's in Chasing Liberty. <laughs> oh my God, yes! <laughs> and that, oh my God. Naked I virgin secured in bed. <laughs> he's one of my favorites. So when I saw him, I literally went out of my way to get the app that this show was fucking on mm-hmm. the first season just so I can watch it and then immediately cancel the subscription. But I, so I started reading the books after, which I don't usually like to do because I am. You can talk about it. You can talk about it. About it. <laughs> if I don't feel like it matches up the way I want it to. So it's, Olivia is constantly, unfortunately, triggered by uh, <laughs> film adaptations of books, and it's I don't like them. It's never. Is there any that you like? I like this one. Okay. I was gonna say, Discovery of Witches does a phenomenal job of adapting the book series into a TV show. I like that they did a TV show and not a movie. I think. I think it's silly when people don't try to do a TV show first because it is most books are really have a lot of background, a lot of a lot of important things that can get cut because a movie has to be can only be, you know, however long. Yeah. It be. Anyways, but the series is really good. I highly recommend. Love it. Even the second season was a really good matchup. Obviously, they cut some things that have to be cut or they kind of adapt a couple of storylines to make it fit more um but the way that they adapt them i'm on board with so highly recommend the book series um but yeah no i'm a real bitch (laughs) about about movie tv show adaptations i cannot watch the golden compass on hbo max because i'm furious about how they adapted it and i just i'm i'm 
I'm difficult and it's 100% me. <laughs> Everybody else likes these actually shows and movies. So I accept that. This- I accept that. This will be, let's get some recs. Get some recs for Olivia. Anyone who has good recs for good film TV uh, adaptations of books, if you have them, let us know. Because I think we need to heal Olivia's heart. If anybody suggests the fucking heart, though, (laughs) I want you to know that I will light light your recommendation on fire. I will put you off glass because that is a trash adaptation. Right? (laughs) It's, it's too much. It's so, it's so silly. It's too much. It's so silly. We don't have to get into it. We don't have to get into I it. Also, please don't recommend Bridgerton to me. I read the books. I hate the series. Yeah, I'm that's a triggering. That don't. It. Yeah, it's triggering. It's triggering. Those don't do it. Please don't recommend. Everything else, though, I am open, open to hearing thoughts. You know? <laughs> Can't promise I'll like any of them. But I'll try. <laughs> All right, let us know, guys. <laughs> and there are a multitude of ways to reach us Facebook, The Podcast Diaries, Instagram, The Podcast Diary One, Twitter, The Podcast Diary, Gmail, The Podcast Diary at gmail.com, or our website, thepodcastdiaries.com. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening, guys. And all that's left to do is say a gallant goodbye to you. And to you. Bye. Goodbye.